Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. Hey, you guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. I am beyond thrilled to have our guest, Jenna Rammel, with us um, of Jenna's Kitchen Well and a bunch of other things. There are too many things to talk about with her. So we are actually just going to get started because you're going to love her. So um, welcome, Jenna. We're excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) Well, let's dig in because um, you really do have about 15,000 things going on right now. But I want to know and I want to get into that. Um, I I think at least 15,000 at least at least (laughs) more 15,001. But I think it's something that we it's how entrepreneurs are, right? We like we have to have like 15 things on. So, um, so let's kind of just start with how it all started and then we'll get into like the different branches of what you're doing. Yeah. So I started out kind of graphic designing and I was designing for other people and figuring out HTML and coding and all that stuff back when blogger was a thing. It may still be a thing. I don't know, but blogspot. And so I was learning those kind of tools and I just decided, Hey, I would, love to start my own blog and kind of have my own voice. And so I got together with my two best friends, Nicole and Emily. We had a bunch of little boys at the time and we started Small Fry and that's our children's lifestyle blog. And really the premise of Small Fry is to um, just celebrate motherhood and, and children and make it a really positive space that people can feel comfortable if, if they've chosen the role of mother, you know, we're really celebrating that and making it kind of a cool place to be and hang out. And so that kind of evolved, and we've done that now. We've blogged every day there for almost five years, so that's been such a crazy journey. Um, and from then, I just a couple years ago, I just decided I was posting my recipes on my own personal Instagram, and, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to start this other Instagram. Nobody follow it. It's so it's going to be dumb. It's just going to be my recipes. <laughs> no, no one go over there. But it's called Jenna's Kitchen, and then from that, just evolved everything else, and it just kind of gained speed, and it's turned from recipes to babies to fitness to lifestyle to hope and vulnerability and it's just kind of a lot of different things wrapped into one and and from there I launched the Daily Essential Co which is my essential oil business and we share and educate on natural living and holistic living and so I have about 2,500 people in my community there and we we kind of just share that message so it just kind of all snowballed into this thing <laughs> yeah, here today. So that's kind of the little, that's like the brief synopsis. <laughs> well, it sounds like your Instagram is just you, right? Like wrapped up. It's all your stuff because you yeah. you share, you share everything there, which is really great. Like you share even like recipes on your Instagram, which I love. 
And you also are sharing your journey because you did, you also did like the whole 30 thing. Is that how, like, and then you're not doing that anymore, but so. No, yeah. So it started, it started out really like from the whole 30, like that it was such a thing and it really wasn't a thing. And then it became this big thing and I happened to just catch <laughs> that wave. And now I know it's been years since I've done that. And what's cool is that my readers have kind of just evolved with me and grown with me. And if they don't want to stick around, that's fine. You know, um, I've just taken along only my best friends with me and we've just learned and grown together. And that's what I love so much about it is I just have created a space for myself that I can be myself and I'm not trying to be anybody else. And if something's not working for me anymore, I doesn't work for me anymore. And I stopped doing it. You know, I don't, I just don't want to be pigeonholed by social media and, and I just want to be myself. Well, that's really um, great because right now you can do you can do anything, right? Like you, you know, I started out on Etsy and that was great for three years. And then I was like, no, actually, I want to be a photographer, you know, like and then you can do yeah. that because you can uh, we have the space to do that now. Yeah. So what do you think keeps your Instagram followers like around because you are changing? I mean, I think I know. But what do you think is the <laughs> like what what do you think your secret sauce is? Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, why am I still here? I'm psychotic. Um, I think what keeps them around and what I hope keeps them around is that I have a genuine love for people, all people. And I believe that in this sea of noise and chaos and all these things we can follow, I hope that I'm a space that people feel celebrated in being themselves, no matter who they are, you know, what they look like, what weight they are, um, where they're at in the seasons of their life. I just hope that they feel loved and supported by me and that I'm creating a community. Community is super important to me. I just think that women these days are feeling so isolated and alone as, as we get more connected through technology, it's kind of like the opposite is happening. You know, people aren't having really a lot of in-person relationships. And I think that, you know, those of us that have an influence online really do have a duty to, um, be positive and supportive to these women online. So I really try to do that. And I hope that's why they stick around. And I really try to show my real life, my ragamuffin kids and my house full of laundry. You know, I really try to give them a glimpse in my life so that they can feel good about theirs, you know, and just realize that we're all just normal people doing the best that we can. That's, that's awesome. So tell me how, tell me your background because you, I mean, your background is in graphic design, but like what, what do you think has brought you to this point where you feel, because when I, I was, I have followed you for a long time but one of the things that I notice, maybe this is two separate questions, but um, one of the things I notice is that you are pretty um, able to just kind of bear it all. Like you, you don't hold a lot back and maybe you do, but you're very open with like what you're doing and what you're going through. Um, how, how do you feel brave enough to do that? And then we'll get into your like actual background, but how do you feel brave enough to do that? I don't often feel brave enough to do it. I just know that when I press post, it's honestly a form of therapy for me, like writing my feelings, processing them, thinking about how they will be read, how they'll touch someone else's life. 
they like these people in my life, these followers to me, they're so much more than that. They're friends. Um, they give me the courage. They give me the bravery. You know, it doesn't come from really anywhere else. It's like when I post, I'm just like, well, this feels so scary and this feels so stressful, but I'm doing this so that I can heal and I'm doing this. Maybe someone else can heal. And you know, I really believe that we all have these stories inside ourselves and we operate with other people in other people's relationships from these stories. And if we're not able to break down the walls of the stories we tell ourselves and really get to actually what's happening, then we're all just kind of fakely dealing with each other. And <laughs> I feel like I just want to break down the walls. And, and the other day I said, you know, I lived my life so trying to blend in and now I just can't think of anything worse. I, I don't want to blend in. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be Jenna and I want other people to be themselves. And I think in celebrating myself, I hope it gives other people the opportunity to celebrate themselves, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of kind of how I believe in myself, you know, like really on a deeper level comes from parents who believed in me and a family who believed in me and who always just begged me to be myself and nobody else, even when I was trying to fit in and we moved around a lot and, you know, I was the only LDS white girl in a lot of situations when I was growing up. And so I wanted to be anything but those things, you know? And it's so funny because now that's like a stereotypical thing and it's, but it's not how I grew up being. And so I was so anxiously engaged in trying to blend in that I'm appreciative of the people in my life that have just said, it's okay to be you, you know? And now I feel like I have this mission to do that for other people. So, so what advice would you give someone who, um, because, okay, so I think that with figuring out who you are is not something that you just do, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't just happen. Um, so what, is there something practical people can do that can like get them on that path to being themselves online or, you know, to their businesses? Yeah. You know, I think you have to have a core purpose. You have to have a why. And it has to be something that you physically write down and you discover it a lot for me through journal writing, through prayer, through really deciding what it is, is my, what is my core purpose? Does my business speak to that? Do my words speak to that? Do my projects speak to that? Does my daily living and action speak to this core purpose? And if it does, then you're doing the right thing. I have this kind of message written out and it's just on this note card and it just says, I will use my vulnerability and ability to love all women, to serve, lift and empower. I will listen to women's stories to really hear them through the love of my own self. I will teach others how to love themselves. Always being in the service of my fellow men, I will glorify my father in heaven. So for me, that's like, like makes me emotional every time I read it. But, for me, that is my core purpose. And having it written down allows me to come at any project I'm doing, any entrepreneur opportunity I'm doing, and say, does it serve this purpose? Alongside, of course, my my greatest purpose of being the mother of my three children. So does it do that? Yes. If it doesn't, then it's an easy pass for me. It's an easy no, you know? 
and that helps to kind of simplify my life. And, and so that's what I encourage people to do is really discover a why, what it is that drives you, what it is that is your core purpose. Cause you have, we'll have people every day who tell you not to do it, who leave hateful comments, who email you and tell you these horrible things. It's kind of amazing. So having this purpose behind everything that I do helps to drive me and helps to keep me positive. Yeah, well, that's that's a huge thing. And I think it, um, I mean, as followers of Christ, that shouldn't be a super big surprise that we have to know, like, deep down, like, what our why is. And your why is not superficial. And I think that that is an important thing to, like, it is a very deep why. And it's it's your purpose here on earth is, I mean, you know, basically to help other women. And I and I think when we think of our why, it's like, well, we want to help our families. And of course, we obviously want to help our families. And But if our why is deeper, then there's a lot of power. There's a lot of power in your why, you know, because, and it also makes decisions really easy. So have you, have you had like um, things that you're doing and then you like go back and you're like, oh, no, that is not my why and like stop. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I've had partnerships I don't feel good about that I say yes to because the money's right and I write back and I'm like no you know I've had time to think about this and it's, it does not align with my purpose and so I can't do it and and now I've gotten to fine-tune that where I don't have to disappoint people as much I can initially <laughs> say you know what this doesn't really like work with my purpose like sorry um but yeah I have definitely had those experiences where I feel like you know, nothing really against my morals, more so like my brand. I think I'm really good about keeping my morals sort of in check <laughs> and my values and things that I value. And, you know, you have to understand too, as a member of the church, that your values and your morals might look different than somebody else's. And someone else's standard in our faith is a little bit different or and that's kind of been the biggest challenge for me is actually in our own community of, of members of our faith. We all have this set of standards in our church. We do. But we also have choice and accountability. You have to have this why. And you have to have, for me, like a relationship with my husband where him and I feel good about the decisions that I am making and my Heavenly Father and I feel good about the decisions that I'm making because so many people will try to steer me off that course. You know, I recently released that I'm doing this whole refugee event and we're doing this big ride for refugees and it's supporting local refugees here in Orange County. And it's a cause that's really dear to me. My parents live in Istanbul and serve with refugees and they have my entire life. And so for me, it's a legacy. It's so much more than just a modern problem that I've caught on the bandwagon. It is literally the legacy of my family. We have served these people. My parents, I can't even say we, they, they have just devoted their lives to the people of the Middle East and people not like us and, or not in our faith. You know, um, my dad is a, was the director of Middle Eastern studies, Arabic program at BYU for years before he was called to be mission president in Italy and then mission president again in Istanbul. So he is just sacrificed his whole life to serve other people. And so, and I had all these hateful comments about it and all these people and followed me about it. And so, you know, I got a, I got an email saying, um, how, you know, you win the Oscar. Cause I was crying on my Insta story about it. And someone was like, you win the Oscar, uh, you know, 
all, all these people are homeless, U.S. children are homeless, and you're out here serving refugees. And and I was stunned. And, and years ago, that would have broken me. Year, that would have broken me. And I would have hid, and I would have, and there are days I want to hide. And there are days that I want to be just roaming the aisles of Target with my kids, minding my own business, no one knowing who I am, not putting myself out there. But that's not who I am, and that's not my greater purpose. And my greater purpose is going to require me to be a missionary and to be out there and putting myself out there. And it's hard. And I'm like texting my mom, like, no, I just, I can't do it anymore. And she's like, just you keep doing it. Like you keep, you keep plugging along. You keep being you. You know. And it's unfortunate that for every thousand nice things said, there's that one mean thing, and it just sticks out like a sore thumb, and it feels so bad. And I have found, unfortunately, in my years of being online, that some of the greatest judgment comes from members of our own faith. And that makes me so sad because I consider us to be the greatest tribe on the planet Earth. We are so much stronger together, and we have such a beautiful community that serves and lifts and helps so many people around the world. And so we should do that for each other. And celebrate these women online who are able to be at home with their children and make money. I think that's a really wonderful thing. So often we get this like backlash of, oh, another ad, you know, and I'm like, well, how about you look at it? Like she's able to be home with her kids and post this ad and make money. That is awesome, you know? I see it as something to really celebrate, and I think it's just shifting our focus to look at these things as positive versus negative. So um, have you had uh, missionary opportunities where you've been able to like talk about the gospel, or do you do more of it in like kind of a roundabout way, or just in your example, or what are your ways of, sh- of sharing the gospel? Yeah, so I did a Periscope one time, and I just talked about our faith, and I just offered to send everyone uh, a marvelous work and a wonder. And I was able to send out to like 10 people and, you know, nothing has really come of it, but just being able to get send that book. Um, I try to be very, I'm not afraid of my faith. I definitely snap myself going to church and I definitely talk about God and my Heavenly Father and Christ. And I also try to really have a space where everyone is comfortable and where everyone feels like it's not just an exclusive club and that they don't have to feel afraid uh, you know, what I'm going to say or that I'm going to force something onto them. I really just try to lead by example. And a few weeks ago, I had one of the most hateful messages sent to me and it was about my faith. And, you know, she was just like, how can you say that you love everybody yet you're in this faith that, you know, hates the gay and transgender community. And obviously that's her feeling and that's how she feels that our faith feels. And it's a complicated thing and we're working it out and I know that we've made mistakes in our church and we're trying to get better and be better and and love everybody and that was really really hard for me because I felt kind of typecasted and kind of just thrown under the bus it was like as if my messages and the person that I was was unclear and and that was super hard for me but you know it I use it as an opportunity to bear my testimony and I just wrote her back and I was like, I am so sorry that this has been like this for you um, in our church, but I just want to tell you my experience. And I just was able to bear my testimony and just tell her that I you know, loved her and wished her well and I just hope that she would have a different experience in the future and 
And I know that I can't be responsible for changing people's minds, but I do want to leave people better than I found them. And sometimes, sometimes you can't do that, you know, but those opportunities, even the negative ones, I believe are missionary opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like how you respond, right? Like you can. Yeah. And um, what I've noticed in your... Me. I mean, trust me, I wanted to write back and be like, hi, you're the rudest, but <laughs> it hurt me it hurt me deeply. I mean, you attack someone's faith and that that's, that is their core belief. That is what drives them. And that, you know, in my statement that I read earlier, it's to serve and glorify my father in heaven. And that's what I'm in the business of. And so when someone attacks that, it's really, really difficult. Well, especially when... Um, on your Instagram and the things that you're doing, you really do, um, like I've read them, that you really are bearing your testimony in a very natural way, but you talk about God a lot and about uh, your Savior, Jesus Christ, but in a very everyday testimony kind of way, which I love. Um, and so to have other things thrown at you and say, you know, and also applied to you, that's also really hard, but um, sounds like you handled it the best way, right? <laughs> so you can. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I tried. I tried, but something tells me that she's pretty firm in her <laughs> beliefs. Okay, I, <laughs> which, mean. <laughs> which I am too. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, what advice would you give to um, the mompreneur who is just starting out in in business and yeah, and like just trying to carve out a place for them? You know, I think that there's so much advice I would give somebody starting out. The best thing that I can tell you is to just go for it and to just believe in yourself. And if you can't believe in yourself, believe in your Heavenly Father's belief in you. I think that, you know, our church is changing and mompreneurs are celebrated and there's a place for women working in our church and we want women who want to do good in the world however that looks like for them and I believe that we can serve our children and serve the world and serve ourselves and serve a purpose and you know I think that it can we can do all the things <laughs> but <laughs> but it just may not look the way we want it to you know and the laundry will suffer and the kids will eat a lot of fast food, but that's okay. You know, I, I think that we think that we have to sacrifice everything about ourselves in order to be a mom. And I think that we can really find a way to marry the two things. And I think making the kids a part of my business has been really, really fun. I tell them when I have a goal, you know, I, I released these tumblers and I asked them what they thought about them and I said, hey, do you guys like these? And they love them and they love the straws and the packaging and like we just talked about the things and you know, work is a part of our family and we just talk about it and make it a part of the conversation. So I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot to take on. It's a lot to start, but you'll never, you know, you never get anywhere if you don't ever start. And so I think just believing in yourself and getting after it is really kind of the starting point. Yeah. And when I think about, cause I do think that there's like an entrepreneur type, right? Like we are, there are some attributes that we all kind of have. And one of them I think is that we're always thinking of these ideas and we aren't happy if we're not chasing it, you know? And so we do need to just start. We do need to just take the leap. And I love what you said about, 
Um, if you don't believe in yourself, believe in your Heavenly Father's belief in you. Because you're here for a reason right now. Like, absolutely. Like, and you can touch more lives right now than you ever could before. Um, so tell me, this is the question I like to wrap up with, but um, how have you seen the Lord's hand in your business? This question makes people cry, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to bawl my eyes out. Um, I remember years ago when, before I had Quinn, who's my eight-year-old, um, my parents got called to be the mission president in Sicily, in Sicily Catania Mission. And I was devastated. I had, I was, I knew we were going to get pregnant with my first baby and my mom was going to leave and I was sad and I was upset and I was like, why me? And I was sitting there as Elder Holland set apart my parents in his office and crying, of course, just touched by the spirit, touched by the, the situation and overwhelmed with feelings. And he looked into my eyes and he just said, my children have sacrificed so much for this calling for me and their lives have been so blessed. And I remember that promise and I kept playing it over and over in my mind. And then three years went by and everything went wrong in Andrew and my life. I mean, we miscarried babies. We lost all our money. We were poor. <laughs> we ended up back in my parents' basement once they returned. And it just kind of felt like, wait, where did that promise go, you know? And the shift happened and we just absolutely hit rock bottom. And I said, I'm not incorporating the Lord in my business at all. I'm not even asking him what he thinks. I'm not even asking him to bless me. I'm not even asking him to guide me. It's like, it's like church and state were two totally different <laughs> things. And I thought, you know what? This isn't going to work. It's not going to work. And my parents got called on their second mission as mission presidents to the Istanbul Turkey mission. Well, it's actually called the Central Eurasia mission and in Istanbul. And we moved to California and I decided that I was going to make the Lord a part of my business. And I started praying for guidance and praying to be open and praying to be vulnerable and praying to have strength. And my whole life changed and my whole business changed and we have been so blessed and I feel those promises through my parents' sacrifice and through our own have really come true and come to fruition and life still is hard and life still has challenges. But I have the ultimate mentor. You know, we're looking all over the place for that special podcast, that special person to tell us what to do and we have him totally accessible to us. The Lord has blessed our family so much and me so much in my own business. And I feel like as I serve him, the blessings only grow greater. So I think just keeping him a part of my life and my business and not feeling like those are two separate things. Because they're not, because he cares. I mean, he does, like he wants you to be, um, that's an amazing Amazing story, and I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing that with us because I think there are a lot of listeners who will be able to really relate to what you're saying because it's hard. Like, it's just hard, like, no matter what, no matter what you're doing. But there is peace in knowing that you're living your purpose and you're doing what you should. Yeah. So, um, and I just, I just encourage everyone to just be themselves because no one else can be that person. And you have so many gifts and so many values to bring. And some people won't like you. And some people definitely don't like me. 
but it's okay. Like if you're yourself, then you'll attract the people that genuinely want to be around you and want to have your energy and you deserve that. Yeah. And absolutely. And thank you for giving us your confidence, your little, your, I feel like you're cheering people on say, get out there, get her done. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and thank you for spending this time with us. And we are sure blessed to have you on the morning mompreneur podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.